Welcome to You, Me, and the SEC, the podcast about the intersection of SEC football and culture. And we're back for a little SEC West preview. Two podcasts in two days. It's like the old days. Don't stop us now. Don't stop us. Don't look at us now. Don't stop us now. I don't know. I don't either. It is like the old days. We did like four and four days one time. I know. That was crazy. How did we do that? I don't know. I remember being really tired at the end. How's that uh, How's that voice coming along? I have some tea tonight, so hopefully it'll be a little bit better. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that uh, in podcasts gone by, I've talked about how I just don't respect tea as a beverage. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you were, I see you're going to hate on it, and you're like, I, I think, think I, I am, because already it is making you back up from the mic, and now you're reading the, the tea leaves. Yeah, it has a nice is that a, Is that what that's called, mm-hmm. the tea leaf? Is that it? It's the tag on the tea. Is that the leaf? Is that literally what it's called? These are the leaves. So, um, but it has a nice quote. Would you like to hear it? Not really, but I'm sure you're going to read it. How strange that nature does not knock and yet does not intrude. Emily Dickinson. Mm. Thanks, Emily. Would you like Um, to kind of figure out how to work that into SEC West? Well, I was working on it, and then you stepped on my game and uh, on my segue power. So I appreciate that. Uh, SEC West. Oh, by the way, we should mention. We are four Vanderbilt wins away from Ben Picks Vandy's five win season. Let's go. Sixty three to ten. I know. You watched every second of the game. I did not. You didn't watch one second of the game. I watched some highlights. Oh yeah? Yeah. What'd you think? That quarterback. Mike Wright. Yeah. I'm telling you, what did I say? Just listen to go back and listen All to right. what I said and move my hands around a lot and it's all it's all happening now. Uh, Hawaii scored very quickly in the game, and I was like, here we go. But then Vanderbilt scored a lot, and it was very exciting. And Vandy's going to go 5-7. and seven. Let me tell you who else is going to go 5-7. and seven. Hmm. And that's where we start tonight uh, at the, the bottom of the SEC West, and that is the Auburn Tigers. Oh, oh man. Oh, very sad. Um, Not huddling with Haars. We're not. Is that what that's called? How's that going? I don't know. I have never listened. It's not huddling with horrors. It's huddle it? with horrors. Still, it's not great. Okay. It's like it should be like. Um, what's a good B word for Brian with Brian? Yeah, I know. I saw it. It was the word I thought too. I don't you know. know. Bitching with Brian does have <laughs> some potential, but I think yeah. uh, I, I think bitching about Brian is what Auburn fans will be doing. Throughout this season, um, Auburn's kind of in a pickle. Uh, they tried a basically a a well designed coup d'état against Brian Harson when they figured out, oh, he doesn't really like recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have wanted to figure that out on the front end, Auburn fans. Well, not fans, but boosters uh, and the power players that be on the Golden Plains. But um, the the coup attempt failed. Uh, Brian Harson gloated about it at SEC Media Days, and by all accounts, the players are behind him. But the problem is Auburn uh, lost a lot of talent, and they're really – it just does not seem like they're in a position to be able to to make anything of what this season is going to be. Uh, they didn't name a starting quarterback today. That's T.J. Finley, mm-hmm. came from LSU. Um, but there's there's holes in the roster. There's talent that, that – has has transferred out. There's talent that graduated. Not really sure is going to replace that. But at the same time, this is a team that nearly beat Alabama last year. Yeah, I I don't know if I would put that into anything more than Iron Bull craziness. I don't know if I would put that into Auburn stock. 
but um yeah i think that it's like they're like wounded like emotionally wounded down there and i just like i also heard that the ad stepped down yeah this weekend this weekend so they're getting a new ad like they're they're not together yet it feels like um, I think T.J. Finley, I think they might have a really good quarterback mm-hmm. in him. Then they have Robbie Ashford. But he was in some legal trouble earlier this month. He got arrested uh, for, um, uh, well, I don't want to speculate. I don't have it in front of me. But it it was just a a misdemeanor potential is nothing like long-term serious. But still, I mean, that's, that doesn't help. Right. Um, they have Zach uh, Calzada, who comes from Texas A&M, who, of course, beat Alabama right, we've heard. Uh, last year. But uh, he's apparently maybe even third string. So yeah, there's just a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, so you have them going five and seven. Yeah. And, and it's amazing how quickly this has turned because last year they started six and two. Uh, they, they then lost five in a row uh, to end the season. Now, to be fair, uh, four of those losses – were by a combined 19 points. Mm-hmm. And then the loss uh, to Mississippi State, which was a little bigger of a gap. Uh, well, actually, of those points in the last four games, I read that wrong. The last four games, they lost by a combined 19 points. And then nine of those were to Mississippi State, who they led by like 20 points at home. Yeah. And Mississippi State came back and beat them. So, you know, they were very close to having a great season. And then it all fell apart at the end. And then it's left to uh, what has happened. They've also had some coordinator shakeup. Mike Bobo was there last year. He got fired. Derek Mason left for Oklahoma State. Took a big pay cut to go. That doesn't look good. So Harson has brought in, actually hired a, a new OC over the summer, Austin Davis, who left after a month. Uh, so he's brought in uh, some of his, or actually elevated some of his old coordinators from Boise State who came with him from Boise State, weren't serving as coordinators. So I mean, where are we going with this? Uh, the offense last year was was not great. It only averaged five yards uh, per per play. Um, they have a great running back back, Tanks Bigsby, uh, but a lot of questions at wide receiver. The defense only returns five starters. With the way the West is, which basically, if you're not looking good, you're looking not good, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. You hate to, and it's hard to see kind of where Auburn wins a lot of these games against West opponents. So. As for their schedule, like what do you see, or how do you see it playing out for them? Well, I have them as six and six. Okay. So I have, um, I guess maybe a little more hope than you, and I have them starting off not that bad. Um, they start off with, I mean, they start off with Mercer and San Jose State. So yeah, it's a good start. So it should um, be easy two and zero start. Yeah, but I have them losing to Penn State. Right. And then, but I have them beating Missouri, LSU, losing to Georgia. But I do have them beating, winning at Old Miss. That's probably the difference yeah. uh, in our schedule. Yeah, and then schedule. losing the rest except for Western. Yeah, playing Western Kentucky uh, there in the uh, the week before uh, the end of the year. But that's a tough stretch. Arkansas at Mississippi State, A&M, and then Western, and then Bama. Yeah, it that's is. That's how they end it's their season. the last five games, and it's hard to see. Uh, I mean, maybe you can get two wins there, maybe three, uh, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a hard stretch. But, but go ahead. Well, you know, we always talk about, like, this Auburn magic that they have, of right? Course. Auburn Jesus, as you call it. I just don't think that's this listen, year. Listen, listen, This is when it happens. I don't okay? think so. Okay, I think this there's is when too that, much going mm-hmm, on down yep, there. You just say those things, and they're going to roll into Athens and beat Georgia. Before you know it, here they are. That's what Auburn does, is when you bury them in the ground, they come out of the ground, of the cave even, after the third day. 
and are resurrected because there is a deep magic here that we do not understand. So that's why Auburn is the most likely to to defy logic and reason. And that could, listen, I got my bases covered. That could be a multitude of things that Auburn could do. But, you know, it's never a boring moment. And I think, like, the least likely scenario is they go 7-5 and and, Mm. like, have a very pedestrian season, which will get Brian Harson fired. I mean, it's, like, it's written in the stars, basically, that this is it for him. So who do you go get uh, after Brian Harson? Well, a lot of people are looking for Mr. Freeze oh, over gosh. at Liberty to bring, bring him in. back. Uh, that's right. Well, not back. He's not been there. Back, back to, to the, the SEC. SEC. That's fair. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, th- I think that we are we are certainly pessimistic on Auburn, but it would be foolish of us not to pay attention to their hijinks that will inevitably go down this season. Yeah. So my uh, um, uh, superlative is most likely to be an emotional rebuilding year. Oh. So not very exciting, well, but I think that the key word is emotional. I don't even know if they need to rebuild, like, actually, but, like, emotionally. It's like they're a little wounded. Yeah, they're very wounded, so. and uh, you don't really see it changing anytime soon. And yeah. with that will come uh, 11-1 and and college football playoff, <laughs> uh, without a doubt. All right, number six in the SEC East, I have Ole Miss. All right, you still have not hit my number seven. Oh, well, okay. Well, we'll come back to them. I think I know who it's going to be. It's going to be a while maybe until you get there. Oh, well, really? I don't know, but it's a, some bold words. Maybe it won't be. All right. You have Old Miss. Old Miss. Oh, Old Miss. That is not um, where Old Miss is on mine. Old Miss, number six, uh, going seven and five. Uh, and just like Auburn, it's a very, even more so for, for Old Miss, it is a very slow start. You know, they won 10 games in the regular season for the first time in school history last year. Really? And they had their first undefeated home schedule since 1992. That's nice. So by all accounts, it was a phenomenal season for Ole Miss. However, we know that they lose Matt Corral. Uh, They lose most of their talent at wide receiver. Uh, They lose the impact transfer at linebacker Chance Campbell. Uh, But Lane Kiffin is going to – Lane Kiffin, and what that means is he's going to go out in the transfer portal and rack up. And if you start to look at recruiting classes, like Ole Miss is – well below everybody else in the SEC West, but they're making up for it with the portal, and that's really what Lane Kiffin has decided to be. Which I mean, to be fair, Lane Kiffin knows a thing or two about moving around, mm-hmm. you know. That's so, true. so bringing that life experience there. Yeah, so I have him as the king of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's he's dubbed himself that. Okay. So, um, and they come into this season already ranked. Yeah, they do. And yet, I have them sixth in I know. the uh, in That's the West. I'm a little surprised. Well, the preseason rankings are are solid. No, it's a joke. <laughs> Except for Kentucky's ranked, which bless it, but everything else is terrible. I, I think for Ole Miss to get to the number four spot where they are in my list, <laughs> but I have them at seven and five. Okay, so um, they got it. Their defense has to be a little bit better, right? So last year they allowed 34 sacks. And they had lots of penalties. Yeah. So um, focusing on that, hopefully some of those transfers will be more focused on their defense. And then also they're getting a new quarterback, which I don't think they've named the quarterback yet. Have I they? don't think it's been official. Uh, it's probably going to be Jackson Dart. Which, again, great name. It's a, it's a good name. And it's then a you solid have name. other ones, Luke Altmeyer. Not and, as good a name. I don't know how to say this guy's name. Kinkeed? 
Okay, I don't know him. Can Key Dent? He's yeah. a new freshman. Oh, he's a new mm-hmm. freshman. A new freshman. <laughs> Not an old one. Not at all. Well, you never new... know with these. There's red That's shirt. True. There's uh, COVID people. I don't know. COVID people. You know. Jackson Dart played six games at USC, transfers to uh, to Ole Miss, but I think their most impact uh, transfer will be the running back, Zach Evans, who was one of the top running backs in his class. He was at TCU. I think it was a Georgia commit originally. Uh, but he was at TCU and has transferred to Ole Miss. So I think that's going to be uh, their bread and butter. And I think for Ole Miss what's going to work well for them is is the schedule. Uh, September, let's just say, is light. Okay, you start out with Troy. Uh, it was a decent team from the Sun Belt, but should be uh, should be a win. Uh, Central Arkansas, that's a, uh, that's a 1AA or FCS opponent. And then they're making the trip to Georgia Tech. And God, God, bless, God bless Georgia Tech, right? Uh, and then Tulsa at home. So you're 4-0 and uh, and with Kentucky coming to town. Very well could be a win. And then you're at Vanderbilt, which hit the alert. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Wrong button. Golly. Why don't you label those? <laughs> I really need to. Uh, but hit the alert. Let's try this one. Okay, hit that alert. <laughs> Ole Miss going down in Nashville. That's my upset special for the year. Um but anyway, that's do you have Old Miss and Missouri losing to Vanderbilt? Uh, no, I have oh. Vandy losing to Missouri. Okay. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah, Old Miss after the Vandy game. So, like hypothetically, let's say they beat Vandy. No one's mm-hmm. calling that. No one's expecting it. Uh, but they start six and zero, and then oh, it's the SEC West. So they actually have the schedule that like starts with all their non-division games, and then they end with six straight division. Yeah, games, they do. That which stinks. is it's it's not great. They get a bye in the middle, and they actually I think well they go Auburn at LSU at A and M, and then they go Bama at Arkansas, uh, Mississippi State, at Bama at home. Weird things tend to happen when Bama goes to That's Oxford. That's true. So uh, I'm I'm excited about that game. That'll be a lot of fun. If if Old Miss can show up and do crazy things, then that last run could be kind of fun. Yeah, it could, yeah. And I think they'll be in a position. Like, they're going to be ranked. If they're ranked now, they're going to be top 15. Uh, I mean, they have a very good chance of starting 7-0. and yeah. Even, like, going to LSU, they could be 8-0 heading to A&M on October 29th. If that's the case, they're top five. Mm-hmm. So this is a team that I think is going to be present, but I don't know how good they are. And I don't even know if we're going to know how good they are until they get into those SEC West games. So yep. I think they're going to be 7-5. and five. They very well could be, I mean, if they win all the, the the first six games and then split, they're 9-3. But I think it's a tough, I think it's a tough sell. It's a, it's going to be a, a, a tough schedule yeah, uh, for them to go have, through. I think they have one of the hard, harder schedules, it seems. Well, I mean, the end part of the season. The end part. Not yeah, at I the guess beginning. not the beginning, you're right. Uh, so, yeah, that's the Ole Miss. And I have them as the most likely team to win a game in a ridiculous manner yeah I um, get that. they last year they beat arkansas in that wild game uh the the mustard and golf ball game at tennessee like something stupid's gonna happen uh and the old miss will probably win out of that because that's just the lane kiffin vibe yeah mine is most likely to start strong and end terribly oh which is what we just talked about yeah well, there we go really so far my superlatives they're not really that spicy, are they? They're what, exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're right on it. So right. uh, uh, we're going now to the number five team that I have in the West at okay. a record of eight and four. That's your Bulldogs of Mississippi State. Wow. 
What were they last year? What I I think seven and five. Seven and five. So, so this would be an improvement. You think they're they're going up? I think this is the team that is most likely to bore you on the way to eight wins. Okay. I think that they're going to be uh, they're going to be present all season. They're not going to uh, win uh, a ton of games that they should uh, or that they shouldn't. Uh, I actually have to. I'm looking at my schedule right now. Actually, need to. How'd you get to eight wins? Well, I actually don't have them at eight wins because now that I look at it, I have them beating at winning at Alabama, and that is certainly not true. Oh wow! So uh, we're going to go back to seven and five now, which is actually going to put them sixth in the division, and then that's going to kick uh, Ole Miss back up to fifth. But then my superlative doesn't count now, which is the most likely to bore you on the way to eight wins. Uh, so maybe I'll decide on the fly. Uh, that maybe they'll actually win at Ellis. No, no. I tell you what. I'm just gonna say they're gonna be most likely to bore you on the way to seven wins. All right. Thanks for working that out. With that us. is uh, that doesn't uh, really fly as well as I thought it would. But yeah, seven and five. Uh, I have them losing it. I mean, this is very I think reasonable the, the kind of the process I have for them. Uh, seven and five, losing at LSU, and then losing at Bama, losing to Georgia at Ole Miss, uh, and then also uh, losing at home to Arkansas. So that's my 7-5 and five for Mississippi State. For Mississippi State. Yeah. Okay. I have them losing to Arizona. Oh, really? Yes. Um, and Because I have them 6-6. Six and six. Hmm. So they're my number five at 6-6. Six and six. Um, And then I have them losing Arizona, A&M, Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama, Georgia. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. They lose the, but it has them winning the Egg Bowl. Oh well, good for them, yeah. and that would be to get bowl eligible. Yeah, I think you put this team in the East, and I think they win nine or ten games. Yeah, maybe because there's a ton of experience returning. You got eight starters on each side. Uh, last year, both the offense and defense were ranked top thirty in the country. This is a team is again from the SEC West. We're talking about Will Rogers, the quarterback, set single season records for completions, yards, and touchdowns. Their two running backs uh, return nearly 2,800 yards of production for the last two seasons. They have uh, Jaden Wally, who was all SEC freshman in 2020, is back. They have four stars on the offensive line. Like, there's so much here to like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just seems like they're, I don't know, there's just maybe a little bit missing. It's just such a tough schedule. They get no favors for the fact for their East. They literally, I think, drew the hardest East schedule you could get by, unless they were going to Tennessee, but then they have, they wouldn't be playing Georgia. So this is the hardest one they could get. They have to go to Lexington and then they have Georgia at home. Yeah. Like that's literally, I think the hardest thing they could draw of all the combinations. And even their non-conference Memphis beat them last year. I think they'll beat Memphis. They play Memphis at home. They're at Arizona, which I you never know. I don't think they're going to lose that. But you never know. Time zone change. They play that game at like 11 at night. Like, right. I know you're going to be watching that. Totally. It's so like this schedule just does not really lend itself for a team that they're going to be 7-5, and five and whoever they play in the bowl, they should crush. Because I think they're just going to be that strong if they show up and take it seriously. But All right. Well, let me. I don't know. Let me tell you what I think, because this is not what you think. Okay. So I see that all these guys are coming back. Mike Leach has been there for what, four? Three years Three, now. three mm-hmm. years. Will Rogers is coming back. He did really good last year. 
and he's going to do really well this year if he can stay healthy. Their backup quarterback is called Chance Levertich. Oh, well, I mean, what else do you want? I mean, who? that's an amazing name. So my superlative for them is most likely to have all close games. I think that, they, that they're that they going to do the best that they've ever done, and I don't think that necessarily they'll pull out the wins yeah. in all of them, but right. I think they'll show up to and be able to play in a lot of these West games that I think they did last year. And if they have a lot of returners, then I think I'm – I'm pulling. I I have more hope. I I feel like my view on Mississippi State is like your view on Ole Miss. Okay, which Where, is which is what? Which is that it's just going to be exciting no matter what. Okay. That they might not, you know, do anything greater than they've ever done, but it will be exciting. And that's what I think Mississippi State's going to do. That's really what we need the Mississippi schools to be. Right. Is they are like our crazy cousins in the West and like wherever they show up like chaos follows. And I'm and I am for that. And if that means seven and five and six and six, well God bless it. Because we do need that. Because LSU, I mean okay. Arkansas, don't get me started on sweet Sam. Oh, we'll get okay. there. We'll get there. But but the Mississippi's is like, hey, let's go, right? It's crazy times. Um did you know that Mississippi State has made a bowl twelve straight seasons? Nice. And there are only eight teams in the country that can match that. Really? So your challenge is, can you name the eight teams? In the whole country? That have made a bowl at least 12 straight years. I feel like Georgia has. Georgia has. In fact, Georgia leads the country in that streak. The last time Georgia missed a bowl game was 1996. I was about to say, I don't remember Georgia not being in a bowl, so that would make sense. Alabama. Alabama. Um. Is that it for – I think that might be it for the SEC. There's one more SEC team. That has not missed a bowl. Well, let me be clear. They've qualified for bowls. Oh. This team from the SEC actually had theirs canceled last year. Oh, jeez. I can't remember that. Okay. Uh, A&M? That's right. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know the other ones. Do you want to guess? Know. Like, just don't give up. Um, Ohio State? No. Uh, Notre Dame. Ohio State. I guess they were on probation. Uh, no, not Notre Dame. Penn you're, State. No, you're crushing this, by the way. <laughs> Clemson. Just, Clemson. There All you right. go. Let's uh, see. Oh, that that actually that button doesn't work. That's the dub one. Uh, that's the one you're going to program for the Georgia fight song, right? Okay. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Finally. All right. What else you got? I don't know. Um, what Utah? Because every time I no, like, ditch on Utah, Utah, you're always like, "Well, they're really good." This isn't hard. USC. No. <laughs> UCLA. No. Uh, Oregon. How many are left? There's like three left. Oregon. No. Nebraska. No. Nebraska hasn't made a bowl in like seven years. <laughs> I know. Uh, All right. So you don't embarrass yourself any any much. Actually, I'll give you a hint. Two of the three are from the same state. Is it uh, Miami? No. Can you tell me the state? <laughs> that would I can't even. Michigan and t- Michigan State. That is not correct. Dang it. Um, all right, you ready? Wisconsin. That's right. Very good. Now there's two left. Right, it's the two from the same state. Here. <laughs> I was just genuinely happy for you. Two of the two from the same state. Right. Penn State. No, you already said Penn State. Okay. Um. Not California. No. Um, 
This is thrilling. I'll give you, Texas. I'll give you a hand. I'll shape myself like the state. Are okay. you ready? This is good quality. Look at this. Uh-huh. Can you see? Yeah. <laughs> I see it. It's not. North Carolina. Well, that's actually a good guess. Yes, for what it I is. Was doing. It is. No, it's Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah. Duh. Okay. Did you see, like, the panhandle, what I was doing? Here? Yes, there's a lot of panhandle. There's a lot of states that is you that, just Is that technically a panhandle? Out. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, I just realized why they call them panhandles. Why? Because it's like you're holding a pan. There you go. Never got that before. I've never figured uh, that out. Congratulations. Wow. There you go. All right, let's uh, let's go back here and see if I uh, – so we're good on Mississippi State? I guess so, Yeah, yes. yeah okay. there you go. So I had them at six and six. Okay, I want to make sure everything else is right because <laughs> I had a bit of a crisis there. Okay, so Auburn's uh, in seventh. Mm-hmm. This is my, my – Auburn seventh, Mississippi State six, mm-hmm. Ole Miss five. Mm-hmm. And I don't really even want Mississippi State to be six, but it's, you know, it's just happened. At eight and four, fourth place in the SEC West, I have LSU. All right. And I don't want it to be LSU. I feel like LSU needs to earn the Brian Kelly sons. Mm. And yet I just feel like they're gonna talent their way to eight and four. Okay. And partly because I think like Ole Miss to a less degree, but I think their schedule is very encouraging early. To where I'm predicting LSU starts the season seven and one and goes to Alabama on November fifth with a seven and one record. Oh wow. And like people are like, it's 2011, 2019 all over again. And then LSU gets beat by 30. Because honestly, I don't think they're that good. Mm-hmm. But I just look at the way this plays itself out the schedule, and I think it's just very friendly. Florida okay. Florida State is trash. Uh they're gonna beat them. Southern, okay. Uh, Mississippi State at home, I think they got that. New Mexico, that's a win. I think they lose at Auburn, which is a huge win for Brian Harson. Mm-hmm. I think the big win is for them at home against Tennessee. And then they win at Florida as Brian Kelly gets this thing going a little bit more. And then they win at home against Ole Miss. So that's a very impressive streak of three wins in October. And then for LSU, it kind of falls off in November when they lose to Bama, Arkansas, and A&M. Okay. Um, well, again, this is very different from mine because I had LSU as number seven with yeah. a five and seven. Wow. Okay. So big difference here. So why are you so down on LSU? I'm not down. Yeah, I just clearly feel like you are. You I've... have them literally farther at the bottom. They cannot go farther down. So yes, you are down on LSU. I just feel like they're, that's just where they are. I'm not down on them. They are just down. They have a new coach. And um, I think they have some good. Who was was Miles Brennan their quarterback last year? Who was yeah. their quarterback? Yes. Miles Brennan. So he's back. Well, no, he actually has is retired. He retired like a week ago. He said, "I'm I'm done with football." Oh, and well, that gone. doesn't look good, <laughs> does it? No, for the team. Yes. No, but listen, you you cut down the waist. I guess so. All right, if they he, have, he's not ready to play or not ready to contribute. Um, there's a lot of hype with Brian Kelly, and I think that he's going to – I do think he's going to be a good coach, but I think he needs a year or two. I don't think he's going to be one of those coaches that comes in like um, at Auburn, you know, and wins the whole thing right. the first uh, time he's there. I think that they have Kayshawn Boutte. Is mm-hmm. that how you say his last mm-hmm. name? Yeah. Um, as, at wide receiver – um, I think Brian Kelly is really good with quarterbacks. So I'm actually, now that I just learned that Miles Brennan has uh, retired at probably age 23, um, that I think they'll, I'm not worried about quarterback. 
my superlative for them is most likely to have a sneaky good offense that can't score enough against SEC defense. Okay, that's so I think very specific. It's very specific. <laughs> I think they're going to be good, and I think that they're going to end hopeful. Even, but I just the way that I laid the schedule out, I don't think they're going to get any like really key key wins uh, because they just play some ridiculous defenses. And I don't think they're going to be able to show themselves yeah. this year. Well, I think October's the the month for them. I think September. I only see. I really only see one loss in there. It's Mississippi State. They could lose to Florida State, but I, I don't expect it. And then, I mean, they uh, November looks tough. Yeah. At UAB is even a, a fairly quality team. I, I think they'll be fine with them. But you got Bama, Arkansas, and A&M. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um. I think it's down to October. I mean, how do you do against Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, Ole Miss? If you mm-hmm. go two and two, you've got a good start uh, for Brian Kelly uh, at LSU. If you go one and three, then you're you're kind of hanging in there. If you lose them all four, then it's a rough go. So, I think it comes down to that stretch. Uh, this is a team that um, has massive roster turnover. So logic. Just for me, because they they were down to 39 scholarship players in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. You had a, a ton of players transfer. 30 players left the program uh, in the, the transition from Orgeron to Brian Kelly. He brought in 19 transfers, which is uh, you know a lot of talented players as well. So you have a, this incredible overhaul. Logic tells me that they're going to be 6-6. Six and six, But the SEC is not logical, and I just feel like there's one team that's going to, to pop in and uh, go a little farther than you would expect. I think it's going to be LSU. And right. I think part of it is just aura, spirit, dark the, magic, Cajun, Cajun magic, Cajun wisdom, <laughs> uh, Brian Kelly and his family, uh, I think are headed to uh, to good heights this year. But, yeah, 8-4, and four, you're still fourth in the West. I mean, Where's Ed? what can you do? What's Ed doing? I don't know what Ed's up to. Ed Ed popped into a practice somewhere. I think Ed's just living his best life. Well, probably probably dating some women, just having a good time. Oh, gosh. Jeez. <laughs> He's living his life. All right. Uh, let's move I, on. Well, my uh, – Oh, yeah, you're – li- Well, it's not very exciting. Most likely to convince you they are back, but then they collapse down the stretch. So oh, okay. No it's not as specific as mine. <laughs> no, not at all. But when we come back, and that's exactly what happens, I just want everyone to know. I said it. I think I get more credit for picking Vanderbilt's five-win season than you get picking LSU's five-win season. Sure. Yes. No, those both. I, no, no, I take no, that back. No, you you can't take it back. It's said. It was said. I can see it. It's gone. It's done. I get all the credit for Vanderbilt. Yes, you can have all of the credit if that happens. I just feel like mine is equally valid. So they, I, they like that was their record last year. I think. Well, they went six and six. Yeah. So like, okay, well. Whatever. Uh, number three, the Hogs. All right. Nine and three. Sweet Sam and his uh, Razorbacks, nine and three. Um, what a season they had last year uh, to go. I believe it was eight and four last season. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, went to it was. The, went to the Outback Bowl, won the Outback Bowl, beating Penn State. Uh, they brought back K.J. Jefferson, their top quarterback. Uh, they brought back both of their coordinators, which – a lot of people judge to be the best coordinator duo in the country, Kendall Bryles and Barry Odom. Um, this is a team I mentioned, the Outback Bowl. That they won their first January 1st bowl game since the year 2000. 
and they averaged 200 yards passing and rushing for the first time since 1971. Man. Woo pig suey, right? right? Four returning starters offensive line, but they got to replace a lot of their playmakers. Traylon Burks, their top wide receiver, is gone to the NFL. Uh, they got to figure out who's going to be there. They got a, uh, a Jaden Hazelwood, uh, a transfer from Oklahoma, who I think will step in. Uh, the defense uh, looks pretty good uh, up front. They brought in a lot of new names from the portal. Um, so when I say that they look pretty good, at least in that sense they are, because I, I should also mention they did lose six of their top seven tacklers in the defense. Yeah. But they have two top names back, Bumper Pool, Jalen Catalan. So I, the depth is going to take over, and mm-hmm. we're going to see, I think, the depth of the portal and also from what Pittman has done recruiting since he's been there. I think they're going to be okay defensively. Yeah. Uh, so where so do what you, do you have them as? I have them at nine and three. That's what I have them to. Okay. How do you have them getting to that mark? Um, I have them just with three losses right in a row, and it says crimson teams. The okay. A and M, Bama, and Mississippi State. Yeah. And that's I, it. And I yeah. have them winning the rest. And I have them at A uh, and M. That game's at Dallas. Um, what? <laughs> What have we come to? It was the Rattlesnake Classic, yeah. if you recall. We can um, revisit that. Yeah, we but. can, uh, and will. Uh, lost to Alabama at home, and then I have winning at Starkville and then losing at BYU. Ooh. Uh, sneaky BYU yeah. jumping up at them. Uh, but then I have a winning the last five. I think it's a pretty – it's not easy, but it's an easier stretch at the end of the season for them. That right. late September, October is going to be rough, that four-game stretch. But they got a lot of – like, this is a tough schedule. Uh they do have a playoff team that they're playing the first week, Cincinnati. Right. Right? So, that, I mean, that's a massive game. It's going to be at 3.30 uh, during week one. I'm sure you won't be occupied watching oh, another geez. game at that yeah, time. Yeah, I didn't know it was at that time. Then they got South Carolina, and then are you ready for this? Missouri State. You know who the coach of Missouri State is, right? I do not. It is Bobby Petrino. <gasps> really? It is. So, okay. this schedule, oh, it's fun, right? Every game seemingly has a story, even – they play Liberty, which is Hugh Freeze. I mean, literally every game they play on the schedule has a story, which means it's a tough schedule. Yeah. And the fact that, that I have them 9-3 and three, I think speaks to the the uh, confidence I have in them. Uh, but you, you look here, and it's like they're playing most of the top teams they play at home, mm-hmm. right? Alabama's at home. A&M's a, a neutral site. Uh, they play LSU at home. They got Ole Miss at home. They got uh, Cincinnati at home. Uh, South Carolina is also at home that they play. They don't have to, to go to Columbia. So um, they do go to Columbia, Missouri, but, I mean, Missouri's Missouri. Is so, Cincinnati at home? Cincinnati's at home. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a friendly schedule when it comes to that. It's tough, but I think they have opportunities to build a home field advantage. Yeah, yeah. I have, like, their key wins really being Cincinnati. Like, if they can open up with that. And that's my superlative is it's most likely to have the best opening game out of everybody. Oh, okay. Um, and, and beating Ole Miss, I think winning, oh, I guess that's at home, isn't it? Um, but still, I think beating Ole Miss will be a good, good win too. Yeah. And that would be at the the end of the season really to end strong. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I have them most likely to finish strong. I know it's very boring. (laughs) We struggled on that. I mean, the, the West superlatives. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I think there's a lot to like. I think everyone is kind of on board with the Arkansas train which is a little annoying why uh, why why are you are you just annoyed because like you you have to be because like you don't like trains oh 
I I love I love trains. Trains are great. You don't like bandwagons. I don't like. I think I explained this last year about how I think Arkansas takes up some of the oxygen from another certain team that I follow fairly mm-hmm. closely, and it's a little annoying because I think the oxygen should be used for a different way. I don't think anybody says sweet Mark Stoops. Uh, no, uh, Mark Stoops. <laughs> I would not use the word sweet. I wouldn't either. Sweet Mark. Right. But so I'm not using sweet Sam. Okay, well, I am. I'm sticking with that one. I don't think he'd probably really enjoy that one, but... No, he doesn't. I know. I've heard from his people that they want us to cut that out. really? Yeah, that's true. All right, number two is Alan. No, just kidding. Texas A&M. Yep. I have them at 10 and 2. Me too. How about that? Yep. Where do you have them uh, being tripped up at or losing? Uh, Bama. Mm Mm-hmm. And Miami. (gasps) What? I know this is my big oh, call. Oh, tell is, me about it. I know. So they it. start off with Sam Houston State and App State. Yeah. Um, at home, and then their third home game is Miami, <sighs> and I just think that they're gonna it. fall apart. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! What a fun time that will be. I know. There will be. They will lose their minds. They will. I just feel like they're not to the Alabama level where they're not gonna lose a stupid game. Right. I think they're gonna lose a stupid game. Right. They're kind of Georgia from three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 building up that talent base. Uh, I there's some people predicting them to go eight and four. I I just do not see how because now they have the depth and it's just absolutely insane. Four of the top twenty overall recruits in this class are defensive linemen oh, headed geez. to A and M. Like yeah. four top twenty defensive linemen. It's and they're none of them are starting right. Mm-hmm. I mean they're going to be your depth. So it's just absolutely insane uh, the amount of depth that they're going to be building on defense. They have a lot of young talent on offense. Evan Stewart, kind of like Luther Burden I mentioned uh, with Missouri, he's going to be one I think they're going to just put out there and just go. Anaya Smith, talented wide receiver, um, is back. They've named a starter Haynes King, who was a starter last year before he got hurt. So good to see that he gets another shot. Uh, and then Devon A. Chain, who is their top uh, running back talent. So they've got talent all over the field. There still is this perception of can they be consistent enough. I think they kind of get there. My losses for them are I have them going uh, to Starkville and losing. Okay. Uh, and that's one of my big calls is they lose uh, they lose at Mississippi State, and then they lose to Alabama the next week. But okay. then they win out. And, I mean, if you look after the, the bye week, they're at Carolina, Ole Miss, Florida, at Auburn, UMass, LSU. There's lots of potholes there to, to fall into, but I think that they're by the second in the, or the second half of the season, that young talent starts to get a little bit more comfortable, and they're, uh, they're moving toward uh, – toward that top line. They finished second in the West. I love it when Jimbo Fisher was asked this offseason about the LSU opening, which a lot of people speculated that he was going to go there. Uh, he said at one point, he said, who is going to recruit all these guys to AM so I can go over there and then play against them? <laughs> that's a good and, that's I mean, a good That's line. a good point, Jimbo. Yeah. I mean, the logic is sound. So, yeah. uh, But I think there's still this, like, they – I feel like they – the fan base feels they should be at a point that they're not yet, mm-hmm. and they're not they're not in they're not uh, embracing and enjoying the journey. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were like okay, ten and two or eight and two in the COVID year. They were they were a great team. They made the Orange Bowl, I believe, the one 
the Orange Bowl. Oh, they might have only had one loss. I can't remember. Uh, but they had a great season. And then last year, Haynes King got hurt. And they really, like, Calzada beat Alabama, yes. But, like, they didn't have any sort of consistency. And I feel like A&M continued to fall back into that position. I feel like with the recruiting classes, you can see where they're going. And I think they're going to get there. But I think the fans wanted the results now. And mm-hmm. I think the national media expects the results now. And because of that, I feel like they're most likely to play with little to no joy. Because I think there's just this burden of expectation for A&M right now that you're expected to be Alabama. No one should be expected to be Alabama. Right. And, like, every little, you know, if they have a small loss, if they lose to Mississippi State, it's going to be like the world's on fire because right. there's this mm-hmm. expectation that they should uh, they should go to a to higher mark. So I think they're in kind of a tough spot there. Well, they beat Alabama last year, and yet they still go eight and four. It was a tough road, and I think even at ten and two this year, if they start four and two, people will start to forget about them. And yeah, they'll rise ten and two, go to the Sugar Bowl probably, but still, it's going to be a sense of disappointment even with that. It's a fine line because I feel like you like you don't want to calm down because you want that hunger for everybody to get to that point, but also you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot and not be able to get to that point because you're like you know pumping the gas right and you like are messing up because you're trying to get to a place that you're just not ready right for and i think they're there i think there's i mean i i didn't really watch haynes king play at all last year i can't say but i don't think he is the the we are at a playoff level uh quarterback that needed for that um you know you could say that in stetson bennett of course did what he did so your expectations for quarterbacks sometimes are not what you expect them how it plays out so yeah yeah but I think that there was a lot of I don't know I feel like Georgia had enough more close years than A&M has had had. absolutely so my my superlative I think is I'm changing mine because as I'm talking I realize that mine is not actual um actually what I'm saying um so mine will be um most likely to be a year or two off from their potential very exciting. Yes. What was your old one? I'm most likely to calm their fan base. Oh, okay. Because I was like, wait, I have them losing to Miami. Yeah, that's, that's they're not, not going to be really... very calm. <laughs> Did you see um, the college game day picks? Oh, for the season? No. Yeah. So they each picked who's who they think is going to win the whole thing. Okay. Um, Herb Street. Herb Street. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. It. That's his Herb, name. <laughs> Herb Street and uh, Corso, mm-hmm. I think, chose uh, Ohio State. Okay. And then who's the other one? Desmond Howard. And then there's another one. David Pollock, your boy. Yeah, David Pollock picked um, Alabama. Okay. And Desmond Howard picked Texas A&M. Oh, to win the national title. To win the national chi- title. Way to go, Desmond. Like Way to his get top four, like going to the playoffs, it's like Alabama's not in there. It's like okay. Michigan State. It's like Michigan State. Yeah, it's they're like all. This is awesome. I, I know that. it's like completely wild. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. Let me let me do that. Uh, you can go ahead and introduce our uh, our number one team. I, it's it's a real stunning development. Who we think is gonna be number one? Yep. So we both have Alabama. I have them going twelve and zero. I think you do too. I do. Um. So they have you know, uh, Saban came. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So who do they have? Texas A&M, have? Michigan, Baylor, which, okay, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I think you're just trying to be different because everyone's like, Ohio State and Alabama. Well, to be fair, I agree with them. But you could, like, do other things. You I could know. say Clemson. You could say Notre Dame. Pittsburgh. 
I know. Without Kenny Pickett or well, Jordan I think, Addison. I think A&M is a little too much to well, win the I whole I mean, thing. I could see a world in which that happens. We'll see. I don't know if I can see Pittsburgh. Although he did say, Desmond Howard, I, he, he said the sleeper team this year to go to the college football playoff. <laughs> Cut that off. <laughs> I didn't get the beat. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time for this. It's Kentucky, by the way. All right. Uh, Alabama. So, so say, that doesn't make me feel better that he picked Kentucky after seeing what he picked. Yeah, because right. I think he's like on something. Alabama. So Alabama, Saban has, of course, come back and said that last year where they went to the national championship and lost to Georgia was a rebuilding year. He's right. Right. And he I think 100% correct. I think he is, and it's kind of terrifying to me. It is 100% correct. He's right. So Bryce Young, the Heisman winner, is back at quarterback and probably terrifying. Um and the big name that I keep hearing is Will Anderson, yes, Will right? Anderson. linebacker. Um, 17 and a half sacks, 34 and a half tackles for loss. And he decided, NFL, nah, I'm going to come back to college. Have you seen um his team picture? No. Okay. Um it's like the picture of every like the full team and if yeah. you zoom in it's on in. Will Anderson, you see his face. Oh my. And it's like he's going <laughs> to murder your dog. Like, it's the most terrifying Piper, thing. Piper, you need to run. Is Piper down there? She probably is. Probably. She ran off. Probably. That is, uh, <laughs> that is, that is scary. I know, Will isn't Anderson. it? Because I was looking at pictures, though. I'm like, oh, he's like Jordan Davis. He's so sweet. Like, he's just, and then I'm I saw sure that. I'm sure he is sweet. Why I'm are sure you saying he's not sweet? Because this picture that's looks. how Sam Pittman looks, and you call him sweet. <laughs> that's probably true. Um, y'all can judge for yourself. Ben will put it in the show notes. No, I'm not. Don't hold me to that. I'm getting these out fast. I'm putting no links. You can go find it yourself. They have two other uh, players, I think, that are in the already in like the All-American or whatever it is, Eli Ricks and Jordan Battle. But we could list probably 12 more players. Well, here's the thing, Alabama. And this is what Georgia, awesome season. How many transfers, impact transfers did they add? Like, nobody. Right. And Kirby's like, we good. Nick Saban, who is good, right, mm-hmm. there's no doubt, not only sits on that, but then goes out. You mentioned Eli Ricks, top quarter, cornerback from LSU, picks him up. Tyler Steen, uh, offensive lineman from the new hottest offense in college football, the Vanderbilt Commodores. Uh, they bring him in. Tyler Harrell, world-class speed, plays wide receiver at Louisville, bad life decision. Decides to make a good life decision and transfers to Alabama. Chandler Burton, you may know him and be familiar with him. Wait, I think it's Jermaine Burton. I don't even know his first name. I do know he played for Georgia, and now he's playing for Alabama wide receiver. But then the biggest pickup, and I'm going to go ahead and call it now. Here's your Heisman Trophy winner for this year. A lot of finger pointing. A lot. And you know how that turned out for Vandy. Jameer Gibbs, running back, transferred to Alabama from the one and only Georgia Tech. Oh, wow. He is going to be your Heisman Trophy winner this year. Look out. That uh, rushing attack. They really didn't have a big rushing attack last year. It was mostly Bryce Young. You're going to give Bryce Young the Heisman Trophy winner in the backfield? <laughs> Good luck, everybody. Alabama is going 12-0. and This is going to be one of those years, I'm going to go ahead and say it, most likely to suck the soul and fun out of the season. They are just going to road rage over everybody yeah it's going to be ugly in fact i think just like georgia nobody's getting within 10 points of them yeah um and you're like well look at the schedule you could have arkansas that's a double digit win oh a&m at home 
crushing them. Oh, Tennessee's going to beat them in Knoxville. Tennessee ain't beating Alabama in like 15 years. Ain't happening this year. Mississippi State, oh, Will Rogers, the Pirate, not happening. At LSU, Brian Kelly, family, not happening at all. At Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, get out your popcorn because you're going down by 30. And then they play Austin P. Oh, let's go P. All right, let's go P. Not today. And then they're beating Auburn. They also have games against <laughs> – they play Vandy, which yeah. you never know. But I do know it's not happening. Louisiana Monroe, that's a loss. Utah, Or for Louisiana Monroe, I should say. Utah State, that's a loss. They do travel to Texas. Yeah. What do you think about that game? Um, I don't think – I mean, if Texas A&M's not there, Texas is definitely not there. What does that mean? Like, they're not to the level where they are in – where they feel like they should be. No. You know. No, this is going to be hurting. This is going to be 12-0. and 0. This is going to be crushing Georgia in the SEC championship. This yeah. is going to be crushing whoever the fourth-place team is, probably Utah. They're gonna be, but Ohio State, I think, is gonna be doing the same thing in the Big Ten. I actually have Ohio State losing a game. Who did I have beating Ohio State? Yeah, I bent at every single conference. I'm working on them. I'm working on them. <laughs> I have not. I'm working on them. I have my little Hudlin schedules. So anyway, yeah, Bama. It's gonna be. That's my. It's gonna be my superlative. It's gonna be ugly. Is the same as is very similar to yours, which is they're most likely to live up to the hype. Yeah, and the hype. I feel like Alabama has – they have this rotation where they have a season like last year where they – like all the players are new, kind of the big players, um, whether it's quarterback or whatnot. And then the next year it's like turn off the lights, right? Mm-hmm. I think we're in a turn off the lights season. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. I think it's great for college football if they lose. Right. I think if they go to Texas and lose, it would be – like if Notre Dame found a way to beat Ohio State in week one – and then Alabama lost to Texas, it would be awesome. And then if Georgia lost to South Carolina, it would be amazing. Oh, don't say that. So, like, that's kind of what we saw at the beginning of last year when there was, like, this these top teams lost at the beginning of the season, like several of them did. We need that, right? Yeah, we I know. That. We need I, that. We need it, and it will be, and we need it to be spicier than I made it, except for my Miami pick <laughs> beating A&M. But and That's, it will be. Honestly, it will not be very spicy. You need what? spicy. Not that good. Spicy is Vanderbilt winning five oh, games. Gosh, that that are is you going to be insufferable? I am. You wait. Vandy taking on Elon this week. We're going to have extensive preview about that. Are we going to have Thursday. like more listeners like from the state of Tennessee? That is my ever. goal. I'm hitting Nashville with all of that I got. It's a big market. I think if we hit Nashville, we got something cooking. Oh gosh! And the way to the hearts of every uh, millennial in Nashville who's not native to the city is a Vanderbilt football. <laughs> that is Look true. out. That it's is happening. true. It's happening. So I think we both, just to, to wrap up, I think we both have Bama and Georgia going 12-0, and 0, mm-hmm. uh, meeting in Atlanta. I have – I think Bama will win that. I don't know what your feelings are. I don't know what my feelings are either. I probably will have very strong feelings at the time. I mean, will you even care? I don't know. I don't know why you would even care. I mean, you beat them last year. It shows that you beat them. Like, why? Why even get yourself hyped for that? Well, we'd have to be to beat them to beat them at that game in that dang place. You know, like I think that yeah, is what I would want to do. Right. I would love that. That would be another another mark in my book. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so, in any case, uh, Bama and Georgia would make the playoff. I think they would allow A&M probably to go to the Sugar Bowl. Um, 
not sure if another SEC team, maybe Arkansas gets in there for a New Year's Six, but I'm not sure about that. But anyway, we'll see how it plays out. So how are we going to handle this season? Like, what's our plan about oh when we... We have really good plans, and hopefully they will pan out. But hopefully we'll be back at the end of this week with a preview of the specific games for this week, for week, week one. one. preview? Week one preview. It's going to be happening. We're going to record Thursday night during the Tennessee Ball State and Missouri-Louisiana Tech games. So hopefully we'll be able to pay, stay at paying attention. Yeah, those I don't games know. I think there's be some so... better games on Thursday night. West Virginia plays Pitt, the backyard brawl. Okay. okay, get get hyped for that. Purdue and Penn State, classic Big Ten rivalry. Not really, mm-hmm. but sounds fun. Mm-hmm. So it's here. Football is here. It's very exciting. And we put a TV in our screen porch today, and I'm very excited. Piper's here to celebrate as well. So She's now we excited. have like four different TVs, so at least one of them can have Bluey on it. Well, and, and I already children. decided today, I, I declared like which TV is for which window during the day. So okay. we've, we're going to... We're going to know how that goes. Uh, so, anyway, we'll be back. Sorry, Piper is just walking and running into every wire. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into it starting Thursday, preview a little week one. I think we'll try Are we going to do the Thursday-Sunday recording schedule? Yeah, we're going to try Maybe have it. it out to you on Friday, Friday and Monday. Monday or something like mm-hmm. that. I, I, I like the idea of maybe some weeks that Georgia and Kentucky not playing at night uh, recording – during uh, we thought Saturday about doing night, that last doing year. like a live thing. Yeah, but I don't know if we ever did. Live and on the scene. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, any uh, last thoughts? Um, I don't think so. What about you? I have none. All right. I'm all out. I've given you all of my hot and mediocre takes. What is one thing, one game, that you are willing to stake everything on that will happen and play itself out? Um, and it has to be one that like take some cojones to pick. You can't pick Van- Vanderbilt be... and Alabama, yeah. for instance. Um, let's see. I'm, um, do you have one while I look over my schedule? Yes. Okay, I'm go going ahead. to go ahead and tell you the one game I will guarantee that will happen this year. It's going to happen. It's going to turn out this way. I've got Mississippi State beating Texas A&M in Starkville. Okay. That's my game. Okay. I have... Um, Florida beating LSU. Is that spicy? I don't know. You asked a question about it, so I'm not sure even if you know. I don't know if I have Arkansas beating Ole Miss. All right, I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been You, Me, and the SEC. Bye. <laughs>